Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of From Tip to Tail. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by Cuddly, a free fundraising and wishlist platform for rescues and shelters around the world. I'm Sydney. And I'm Bridget. Today, we're talking to Patty Dawson of Dallas Dog Rescue Rehab Reform. They are a group of dedicated animal-loving volunteers that help rescue dogs with their main focus being in Southeast Dallas. Um, You may notice that we had to pause a few times in the beginning. Um, Given the nature of rescue, Patty had to step away to take some calls regarding medical treatment of the dogs in their care. So please bear with us, (laughs) but let's get started. Hi, Patty, how are you? Good, how are you guys? Great, great. (laughs) Well, so, Dallas Dog RRR. Um, although I, I think, are you guys changing your name? I know I've heard something so we, about that. <laughs> yeah, we changed it last year. We were Dallas Dog RRR, but so many people couldn't pronounce it. Like we would get er, <laughs> we'd get the R, like the. So it was a lot of mis- like we would be on the news and they would have, like it would be all different, all different pronunciations. So we just kind of basically broke it up and did it Dallas Dog rescue rehab reforms because so, many people didn't even know that the RRR actually stood for anything. So it actually stands for the rescue rehab reform. So we just kind of wrote it out. So it just matches our mission a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. I know when we saw you at um, Austin Pets Alive conference, someone made like a joke about like how everyone was saying like Dallas Dogger. <laughs> yeah. It's um, like Dallas Dogger. Or, yeah. or we get that. Yeah. There's, it's a, so we kind of tried to, it's slowly transitioning. We made the last fall. Nice. Awesome. Well, so how long have you been with them? I mean, you, you, did you start it? How did everything get started here? <laughs> um, I, um, what do you call it? I, so I know this is real life rescue, but I literally just, so somebody's texting me. We really, <laughs> um, what do you call it? <laughs> Like we just picked up a dog with a gunshot to the face. Mm. And so she just arrived to the vet. So do you oh, no. mind if I quickly just text her back? No, please. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay, perfect. Well, I'm so sorry. No, you're totally that's fine. Totally okay. I mean, that's a priority for yeah, sure. Yeah, right? Animals first. <laughs> I have to leave my, I, I'm out more than I am, but it's mm-hmm. really with the dog stuff. Like yeah. I'm kind of all over, like I run to the vet, I run to transport. Um, I'm out and about, but we have a procedure and protocol that, um, we don't, we open the trunk, we pick up the dog from the trunk, they put the dog in the trunk, not in the trunk. I mean, the, the most of the high crate, Yeah. We're not putting dogs in trunks. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like in the crates and we put them up and we put them in there and, and we do it that way. I mean, we yeah. have come in contact and stuff, but most of us are all social distancing. So even yeah. if I do come in contact, I'm the biggest You're person I go to is the vet. Yeah. We're being yeah. safe about it. Yeah, they, um, they're gonna, um, which is so weird, because I was reading that it was like Illinois and New York and California are still going to extend the lockdown because it's so like populous because there's just so many people in the state. But I was like, there's so many people in Texas. Texas is huge. It is. And I think that's the biggest problem is um, we are so huge. So there's mm-hmm. areas in Texas that are not impacted. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of rural areas that mm-hmm. are not impacted. Um Yet there's like our numbers are spiking. A friend of mine works at Fort Worth Animal Hospital, not Animal Hospital, uh, a hospital, and she said there she started there Monday, and it's the most COVID cases they've seen. So this is our peak time. Mm-hmm. I mean, but we're still not even like the funny part is in this area. We're not really we still don't really have a lot of tests. So yeah. you know the numbers are increasing when they increase the tests, but we're not really testing. So it'll be interesting. A lot of the businesses said they won't be opening because they can't afford. 
um, what I've heard from small businesses, they can't afford to open with 25%, 25% occupancy and, and still yeah, have like, their employees, and still have their employees and do the cleaning and do all the extra things they need to do. And then you go in the kitchen and they're not social distancing in yeah. the kitchen. And then they're, um, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. So yeah. I can, be- I can only imagine. I mean, I worked in restaurants for a while and I, you have to assume that like when someone leaves the table too, that you probably have to like have to sanitize clean, the chairs. Right? You have to do all these things that you don't normally yeah. have to do. It has to be like sanitize- a yeah. over. Yeah. It's time. And it's not just like, like a I, wipe down. Like let's get serious <laughs> with chemicals. Like I'm just envisioning like what I've seen in the grocery stores is the waitress coming up with her mask, her gloves, serving you food, walking to the next table when they scream, I want a glass. They grab her glass and they come back and bring me my glass. You know, they're not changing. Exactly. It's, I mean, it is what it is. Eventually we have to take the risk and go out there. I'm not a person that's like, I'm not ever going back out in the Mm -hmm. world again. But, and if I do, you know, when I do, it'll be like exactly what we're doing, keeping the social distance, but it'll be, it'll be really, our vets are still slowly like our, for example, like they're still where they don't let you inside. Um, Mm -hmm. They're going to start grooming again, Monday. Um, where, but it'll still be drop off, pick up, no boarding. They're not doing any boarding at least until the end of the month. Maybe they'll look at it the 15th, but I think a lot's going to be, um, depending on what it looks like in the cases and that kind of thing, because mm-hmm. they don't really want, you know, the dogs or people coming in and they, they're not having kennel texts and stuff. So there's, their their staff is cut as well. So it's yeah, been be, kind of crazy. It's interesting to see how the next um the next two weeks because they said what the, the two weeks is the time that since so, the show or whatever how the next two weeks well the, well yeah because then we're supposed to so May first we're supposed to do twenty five percent May fifteenth we're supposed to do fifty and then May thirtieth we're supposed to go full open but there's I'm not really sure how that works because yeah. like I when I get a like we for example we had a dog today come up on transport on the twentieth well that we think he possibly has distemper. So immediately when I have a dog with distemper, I lock it down for 14 days, mm-hmm. right? But then if anybody else that was on that transport breaks in 14 days within that period, to so say six, a week from now, anybody that's in that home is locked down for another two weeks. So I just keep mm-hmm. locking down two weeks. So I don't just say, oh, okay, because you're not going to know if any were infected for two weeks. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. I, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not the CDC by any means, but <laughs> I feel like you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, we got to, op- I mean, I get, we have to open, just be, you know, be practical, yeah. you know, just use the precautions and hopefully we'll make it through it. Mm-hmm. It's been crazy. <laughs> totally. Oh my gosh. And yeah, I know here too. I just recently got like a survey asking us how we feel comfortable reopening things. And it was oh, like, really? I don't feel like this should be how this is decided. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you feel comfortable where... going to a park? And it's like, what? Should I? <laughs> You've been telling me whether I should or not. <laughs> yeah, because you're in right. California, right? Mm-hmm. Right. They're shutting down the beaches and everything, actually, um, as of, which I thought was already a thing. I didn't know. That I think it is in LA, but not. Not here. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, I mean, Huntington was packed this past weekend. And I guess a lot of um, like all the governors Uh, and things like that, they did not like that. And so they're putting like an official ban. I'm pretty impressed with the way Cal, you haven't heard much about California. I mean, 
in general of like New York is so prominent because yeah. it's so close quarters and being from New Jersey um, mm-hmm. and having family in New York and New Jersey, I watch it pretty, you know, I've had friends from high school that have had gotten the COVID and, um, <clears throat> you know, my age group is like 50. So you don't think like that's a, but they've struggled through it. But California has, I mean, I think they locked down pretty early. I mean, as tight as it was, they locked you down. Mm-hmm. They put heavy restrictions in. You didn't hear much about it. Yeah. And their numbers still remain pretty, I mean, I don't know what's being reported or how much is being tested. Cause again, you know, it's COVID, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's like top secret. So, yeah, but, um, I, I think they've done a pretty impressive job over there at least. I mean, that I can see, I'm not, of course not living in California, but seems to be going smoothly. Yeah. No, I mean, people are definitely trying and I know, I feel like I've almost had too much information all the time. So, so I guess that's yeah. good. I'm, I don't feel like I'm left in the dark, which I feel like that would have been a really bad thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's wild times and we'll see how everything like, I don't know, unravels back and we'll back into the real world. <laughs> so I think that, yeah, like anything, it's going to be trial and error. Yep. So, yeah. Definitely. So you've been like, when you have to adopt out dogs or not have to, but when you adopt out dogs, you've just been like, that sounds like funny. You're like in a parking lot and you open the back <laughs> so, of the car. Yeah. And- so when we do, it's like so when the- we do, that's when we do transport, that's kind of like when we, we have transport come up from the South every week. So a lot of our dogs are rescued from the South Texas area. And so like, we've been taking anywhere from 20 to 30 dogs, um, a uh, a week and sometimes more up. So when we meet transport, the transport meets, and then one of us, one of our team members, gets the dog from transport, puts it in. We arrange they get the supplies ahead of time. Actually, our meet and greets have actually been going fantastic. We've our adoptions are way up. Um, we that. adopted um, a ton, and I, I wait with bated breath that when people go back to work, we don't return the dogs. I mean, that is my biggest fear. But we're just going to be positive. Yeah. Right. I'm like, um, I've heard that as as a, you know, when people go back to work, are they just, are they not going to have the time or they're not going to want to fulfill that commitment of having the dog? That's yeah. Like I've heard also, Oh, I don't want it. Sure. Yeah. Um, whoops, there we are. I I just declined to call. Um, so it's crazy. I I need a way to, (laughs) to talk without the phone, but, um, but uh, yeah, so the meet and greets have been great because we've been able to go to parks. They've been able to go out, meet them. Um, we've done um, like in people's front yards, we've done it and just kept the social distance. Um, it's actually been going really, really well. They're able to get the dog. We transferred over. Um, we've been really precautious. We make them bring a leash and we just switch out the leashes. Switch. So we're not even handling the leashes. We've tried to be really, you know, we, we recommend that they're wearing the face masks. Um, and we we recommend that they're in parks where it's outside and they're not doing it in um, a closed in area in close quarters. And they've been doing, we've been doing great Good for it. Yeah. with it. It's been going really well. Yeah, it's really fun. I mean, I, I've been fostering some kittens and I feel oh, like doing cool. like the virtual meet and greet has been kind of fun because they're actually seeing them mm-hmm. as they've been living. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can like describe them to like, I'm blue in the face, but then I can like turn the camera and be like, look, like this, this cat is so obsessed with being pet or loves being curled up here and doing this. So I think it is a little bit more charming maybe than just being yeah. like going to a facility. It's like, look, look how happy this animal is. Like this could be you. Like, <laughs> I agree. Like, we've done some of the virtual 
and it takes time to put it together. And so, I mean, but I feel like this is what our summer is going to look like. I don't know that we're going to be adoption events are going to be back anytime soon, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, but we've been doing the virtual meet and greets as well like, and virtual adoption events where we have a foster video and talk about their dog and see it outside playing and, and taking pictures and showing the before and afters. And they've kind of made like these little videos and we're, and we're going to start posting them on the weekends or throughout the week and say, Hey, you know, come meet. But honestly, we can't even make them fast enough. The dogs are being adopted quicker than we can even get mm -hmm. them in. It, it, I mean, our adoptions last month, I think we had just in about two and a half weeks, almost three, almost a hundred adoptions. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. And our fosters, we, we, again, we have fosters that um, still don't even have dogs. We probably had close to a hundred fosters step up. Um, we got dogs out of boarding that we, I mean, just a couple weeks before I was like starting to panic. We had some only dogs, really tough dogs to place, just big dogs that weren't moving, that had yeah. been with us a long time. As much as you network them, you know, they just kind of sit, but we had a ton of single only dog homes come out and say, we want a dog, you know, like they wanted a companion, so to mm -hmm. speak during this time. And um, some are fostering, which I think, quote unquote, they hope they fail because <laughs> they don't have a dog, but because it's finally a chance that some of them haven't had, you know, and yeah. um, so we're hoping that some of them will stay in placement. But then we had a couple that adopted and um, we only have a few left. Um, so, you know, we're pretty happy about that. And um, our intake, of course, is up. I know a lot of rescues, their intake is down because mm -hmm. a lot of the areas um, but Texas is such a, it's still the number one kill state in the United States. So um, unfortunately, since March, we've already intaked over 325 cats and dogs wow. since COVID. Wow. So um, our need um, has definitely gone up. Mm -hmm. The good news is we have the fosters to put them in the place, you know, to put them and have them in a place to kind of rehabilitate and that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, of course, with that comes finances that, they all cost money yep. and um uh you know and that 